Hey y'all, it's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. And you are coming in if this is your first time you haven't been with us or if you're uh, returning, you're catching us in the middle of a series we are entitling Who's On Your Throne? And the whole premise is, is that our lives, our heart has a command seat, if you will, and we put something or someone in that command seat. And from that seat, all the decisions that we make come from there. And so as believers, if we are, if we've entered into a relationship with Jesus as our Savior, then we have been asked to put God on that throne, to have Him guide our decisions and our words and actions. And we've been commanded to love Him first. So last week, I gave you some tools to keeping God on, your, on the throne of your heart and on your life. Um, I'll go back over those real quickly, but go back and listen to that episode. And then there was an episode before that. Um, So this is the third week of this series. So there's five tools that are going to help us in keeping God on the throne of your heart. The first one is that we are to give up sin for freedom. Number two, we are to accept forgiveness and forgive others. Number three, we are to be thankful and worship God. Number four, we are to serve God and sacrifice and serve others. Number four, we are to serve God and sacrifice for others as we serve them. And then the fifth is we are to be humble. So if we do these on a daily basis, if we continually surrender our lives, God is going to stay on that throne of our heart. So for the next few weeks, we're going to go through each one of these tools and look at each one a little bit closely. Today, we're going to look at how we can praise and worship God and be thankful or give thanks. So with God on the throne of your life, no matter what circumstances, you can praise Him. How do we praise God? Jesus in John 4, while He's talking to the woman at the well, He says in verse 21, He says, Believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We, the Jews, we worship what we do know. For salvation is from the Jews. But then he goes on and says, Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. So what Jesus is saying here is that there's not a particular place that you have to go to worship God. It's not a mountain. It's not a town. It's not a church building. It's in our heart. And that's what God is looking for. He is looking for true worshipers who will worship from a true and pure heart anytime and anywhere. What does that look like? First Thessalonians, we can flip over there, and Paul tells us in chapter 5, verses 16 through 18, what this looks like. He says to be joyful always, 
Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Be joyful always. Give thanks in all circumstances. Why? Because this is God's will for us who are in Christ Jesus. So in everything, we can praise and give thanks, regardless of life's issues, life's circumstances, life's hardships, regardless if we feel like it, we can praise God. What circumstances or issues, hardships have you experienced that would make it hard to be thankful? I've thought of a few. In losing my dad, that was a hard circumstance. It was tragic. It's hard to be thankful in that in the midst of that. How about in the midst of parenting a teen and all of the ups and downs, the emotions that go with that? And I'm not just talking about her side, mine as well. It's hard to be thankful when your teen is disrespecting you or talking back to you or rolling her eyes at you. But I don't think that's, God is not, he has not not included that. What about when I experience disagreements with a coworker? I can be thankful. I can continue to love that coworker. What about a heated discussion with my husband? Yes, even in those situations. I'm not only called to be thankful, I can find ways to be thankful. Why can't I do that? Because God understands these circumstances. He sees them. But being thankful in the midst of them is not about me and it's not about you. It's about him. When he is on the throne of our lives, our problems, issues, circumstances, hardships, even our feelings get put in their proper place behind him. Are you willing to turn these worries, these stresses, perhaps things that make you angry or anxious Are you willing to turn them into worship, praise, joy, and thankfulness? I read a little of this last week, but let's go to Psalm 103. Let's read this whole psalm and see what it says. Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sin deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone. 
and its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear Him, and His righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep His covenant and remember to obey His precepts. The Lord has established His throne in heaven, and His kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you mighty angels, you mighty ones who do His bidding, who obey His word. Praise the Lord, all His heavenly host, you His servants who do His will. Praise the Lord, all His works, everywhere in His dominion. Praise the Lord, O my soul. We can be thankful for forgiveness of sins, redemption, love and compassion, righteousness and justice. We can be thankful that God is everlasting and has established His throne. If we can find nothing else to be thankful for, we can be thankful for what it says in verses 10 through 12, that He does not treat us as our sin deserves or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His love for those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as He removed our transgressions from us. So we can be thankful that God does not treat us as our sin deserves, that He loves us as high as the heavens, and that He has removed our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. So the question that I want us to end with today is, will you move over or dethrone whatever it is or whoever is controlling you and let God establish His throne in your life? Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you that you give us the ability to praise you and to be thankful that you've commanded us to do both of those things. And you haven't left us without reason. You've given us plenty of reasons to praise you and to be thankful. So may we be found faithful doing it regardless of our circumstances and really regardless of our feelings. Whether we feel like it or not, you still deserve the praise and you have still given us plenty of reason to be thankful. So help us to do that. Help us in this area and forgive us when we have failed. Continue to equip us and would you establish your throne in our hearts today. We pray all these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, y'all. We will see you next week as we look at another tool on how we can keep God on the throne of our heart. I hope that you'll join me right back here then. Have a good week and God bless. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you have been encouraged by our time together. Friend, I want you to know that Jesus is so important to me. And I want to share with you that you can have a relationship with Jesus just like I have a relationship with Jesus. There are three easy steps to finding that relationship. Number one, admit that you are a sinner. Number two, believe on Jesus as the only one who can save you because he lived a perfect life. He died on a cross. He was buried in a tomb, and then three days later, he arose from the dead. 
victorious over sin and death. Believe that he did that for you. And then the third thing to do is to confess. Confess that Jesus Christ is your Savior. It's as easy as that. I want to encourage you, if you have not made that decision to follow Christ and go into a relationship with him, will you do that today? Will you ask Jesus to come in and be a part of your life, to be the Lord and Savior of your life, to be in charge? If you have made that decision today, I would love to hear from you. Please email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com so that I can be encouraging you, praying for you, and sending you some resources to help in your new walk with Christ. Check out more Encouraging Gospel-Centered podcasts on the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network at kingdomrock.org. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.